0: This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the batmanuniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat Family at the batmanuniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at the BatmanUniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show.
1: In 2008, a podcast was created with one goal to bring bat fans around the world news related to movies comics video games television merchandise and so much more and now the batman universe podcast has returned Hello, everyone welcome to the latest episode of the tv podcast uh, this week we have a very interesting uh, topic to discuss. Uh, specifically, what's Batman's favorite type of coffee? Um, this is an interview that Scott did with uh, the creators of Coffee and Capes. Uh, John and Dave, and they talk about not only their origin story of how Coffee and Capes came to be, but also their love of comics and their unique comic-themed coffee roasts. Uh, They obviously also talk a lot about Batman, who has a very special coffee roast themed after him, available at coffeeandcapes.com. So let's dive in to this really cool pop culture and comic podcast host's. Um, as Scott talks with them.
2: All right. This is Scott with the Batman Universe podcast. Today, we have a unique episode that I'm pretty excited about. Joining me are Dave and John from Coffee and Capes. Coffee and Capes is both a podcast and an online coffee and comic storefront. You can find their store at coffeeandcapes.com. That's an N, not and. And uh, links will be below. And their podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your pods. Guys, I brought you on here because I think what you're doing is awesome. As both a coffee lover and a comic fan, I think it's a great combination. And I really wanted to talk about it and what you guys are doing over there, at Coffee and Capes. So, welcome. It's great to have you.
0: Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. It's great to and be here.
2: To start off, I wanted to ask, um, what inspired Coffee and Capes?
3: Uh, uh, bacon. <laughs> That's correct. I'm a, I'm a, that is the correct answer. <laughs> bacon is the correct. I'm going to take bacon for a thousand Alex. Um, Now, Honestly, honestly, it really, I, I, and Dave could disagree with me, although it doesn't happen very often. We are usually pretty much on the same wavelength. Um, but it, we, so we used to get together uh, every week, once a week um, prior to the pandemic and have breakfast together at this place called pancake cafe. Because they have the world's best bacon, um, no joke—the best yeah, bacon ever, like hands down. If you like bacon, it's totally worth coming to Illinois uh, for bacon. Um, and we just we we just dove into conversation, like it. it you know, we're both like long-time comic book fans and uh, geek culture enthusiasts, and that's what we talked about. And then uh, my job took me to, well, no, I guess
0: prior to that, yeah, before you even me, left, we were like. We are arrogant enough to think, gosh, these are some fun conversations we have. We should share them with the world. Yes.
3: I think somebody put that idea in our head. Uh, I feel like that was it was either Molly or Brian, um, our friends who might have said should be a podcast. I, mean, I think
0: they encouraged us to. We, I think we were talking about it before. Uh, before anybody else said, probably. But, but then, yeah, literally, years went by. I think, I think, it, I think maybe three years went by. We kept saying, you know, we should really do this podcast. We should really make this podcast happen.
3: Yeah, and, and then the pandemic happened, and I actually uh, work my my job at the time actually relocated my wife and I out to California, Southern California, and it really kind of it. it it gave us kind of impetus to say, okay, well, we should do this if for no other reason, just be able to get together and hang out for an hour online. And uh, I was just looking at, at our notes; like in five days, will be our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Um, who knew we would even keep going? This
0: I did. Long. I knew. I'm, claiming, <laughs> you know? I'm
3: taking that claim. I knew we right. were going to keep going. Dave, Dave knew. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that. But that's where it came from. It came from bacon and kind of the pandemic just egged it along into
2: actually being a reality. That's cool. Yeah. You guys like your podcasts, you know, I haven't listened to every episode cause there is a lot, um, but I did start following you guys a few months ago and, you know, you guys have a very good, you know, banter and energy and everything to your podcast and you guys, and you guys cover a wide spectrum of, you know, things in nerd sphere, you know? So okay. that's, Thanks. you know, I thought that was really cool. and. um You know, I think the other component that I found really interesting was I actually, before the podcast, I found your coffee shop first online. I can't remember how I stumbled onto it, but I did. And the pairing of coffee and comics, I thought, was just, like, was fascinating. And it kind of blew my mind that I don't think, like, I've seen that done before, like, in that way. So, you know, just to see that kind of paired together, it just it made a lot of sense to me because there are a lot of like, you know, sites that do, um, you know, monthly coffee boxes, everything, and people get their comics, you know, monthly as well. their poll list So to combine that, I thought was like kind of a, a cool and unique idea that, you know, it was just fascinating.
3: And, and thanks. That's, that's really nice to say. Um, you know, I, when we did it, so the coffee came out of, a. Uh, <laughs> the idea of like man we should find somebody to sponsor us for coffee on this thing since we're called coffee and capes and we were it,
0: talking about coffee literally every time because honestly that's what we do i mean that's part of how it came about too yeah is we just i mean we say it every week we really enjoy drinking coffee and talking about geek culture stuff like so that's that's kind of how it started and then yeah go yeah. ahead john yeah
3: and and so then it, then it turned into you know we should just we should just see what we can do about starting our own coffee business. And, uh, and so we, we headed down that road. It took a while. We found a a great, um, a great roaster who's amazing to work with. We absolutely lucked out, um, you know, partnering with our roaster and, you know, we tasted so much coffee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much coffee that it almost ruined the idea of starting a coffee company where you're just like I've had so much I I can't stop moving and shaking in my own skin
0: um and then 2 hours later we were over it and ready to keep going yeah right exactly <laughs> 2 hours later we were like you
3: know what I'd really like to have right now is some coffee um and then you know as that as that kind of went on and and really we wanted it to be reflective of our love for geek culture because that's how it all started was this yeah. you know Both Dave and I, um, you know, part of the, the aspect of geek culture that we both love is, you know, the inclusivity of geek culture and how so much of, you know, comics have centered around like fighting the oppression of people and working to show that you can be a mutant and be amazing and loved and cared for and, um. You know, so that aspect of comics is, is fantastic for us. Um, but also like the art, the storylines, the characters, Man, I, I mean, forever. I mean, yeah. it just pro- seemed to
0: make sense to yeah. try to incorporate that into what we were doing with the, with the coffee business. Like it, you know, it, it, they're always, I guess they're just kind of always connected for us.
3: Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, then it came about like the, the, how do we make the coffee feel like it reflects that right our love for geek culture so that's where the names of the roasts came from uh that's where the bags came from you know i basically went blind trying to design the bags um (laughs) and and then uh as time kind of went on it became this well we should we should just sell comics and coffee together like it seemed like the most natural pairing in the world and um, so that's evolved into, you know, a subscription platform where people can subscribe to coffee and comics, you know, together. We've got uh like super boxes that are, you know, different tiers that include variants and first runs and keys and those kinds of things along with coffee. So um yeah, it just kind of evolved to where we are. And we love to give stuff away and it seemed like a good platform to be able to do that. We just gave away a gold our first ever golden Funko prize to someone, which is Awesome. I love giving them stuff away. It's just cool.
2: <laughs> nice. Um, and you guys, you know, something I saw in there was like part of your, you know, your enterprise, you have like a, a do good ethos, you know, on your site. And so I noticed, you know, you have two on there that I found, you know, for coffee sales, proceeds go to Feeding America. And for comic sales, they go toward the Hero Initiative. Um, could you guys speak a, a little more to that?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um. Happy to. Uh, like we said, it's part of who we are as as people, and so it's part of who we wanted to be as uh, as a company. Um. And I've done uh, some work with Feeding America over the years, and know that they do really good work. Um. And they're our nation's largest um, uh, food pantry network. Um. Food bank. And and so they're reaching places in all over the community. You know, we wanted to we were hoping that our, our company wouldn't wouldn't just be selling to like our seven, you know, seven of our friends here in Illinois, that it would that it would, you know, it would expand out across the country and uh and hopefully, you know, across the world at some point. But we wanted so we wanted to pair with uh an organization that was doing good all over and and um you know this just the statistics are are mind-boggling that there are you know tens of millions of of our neighbors here in America that don't have enough food to eat including something like uh 12 to 14 million children that don't have enough to eat and uh and frankly that's not acceptable <laughs> that's not the world yeah. we want to live in so partnering f- f- uh with feeding america is a way for us to um a tiny you know a small way for us as a company to to begin to create or continue to create be a part of creating the world that we as we want to see it yeah and, and you know, Hero Initiative,
3: it, it's it's mind-blowing to us when you hear the stories about the artists and the writers that spent decades um working on some of our favorite characters and our favorite comics for these publishers who, you know, it, it turns out didn't make much and don't have much to fall back on. And you know, they brought us and, and continue to bring us like endless amounts of of joy and wonder and um in their art and in their storytelling and you know obviously it's given Dave and I you know endless hours of conversation and you know the debates have been on and on and on if you think I can think back to you know when I was a kid debating with my friends over who the strongest hero was and you know um so helping to kind of give back to them as well is, is important. We're adding one. So I'm a veteran. Um, and, uh, so we're looking for the right veterans group to start giving back to as well, because that's another group that really struggles. Uh, you know, often you hear about 22, um, servicemen and women who have served our country a day, you know, committing suicide. And that number's way too high. And, and the reason that that number is there and the reason that that happens is because there's not a lot of resources. Like the VA fails so many people, and then the additional resources past that for them to deal with psychological, emotional, and, and physical pain sometimes, you know, aren't enough. So we're working to find the right veterans organization. Uh, luckily, I have a, a friend who started a, one called Battle Brothers. Um, that works really hard to find good resources for for veterans so yeah do good is probably you know out of our core values they're all important right but do good really is the the heart and soul of uh, of I think who we are and, and yeah. what we stand
2: for that's that's I mean that's always really good to hear i mean especially with you know obviously a lot of the comics that all of us read are superhero based and you know this podcast is themed after a very particular one of them <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> um, yeah. but
2: yeah no that's that's awesome to hear and it's it's great to you know hear you guys talk about it um and i i i won't keep grilling you on the specifics i'll go to i'll go over to something a little lighter now but um, <laughs> it's okay well, talk well about but whatever. before we
0: before you before we leave it let me just say that you know a piece of why we do good is one of our values is because of the stories Mm-hmm. Right, just what you're saying. Like, you know, we've 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 spent decades uh reading these stories about people doing good in the world, and so it's yeah. in, it's a it's to me, I think for both of us, it's kind of a way to sort of embody the ethos of the stories that we've. Yeah, hundred
3: yeah. percent. I would agree with that. Right? It's, it's like it's, we don't have superpowers, but we can still make a difference.
2: And that's, I mean, that's a great way to put it. That's yeah. <laughs> um, you know, live in our, our superhero heroic, uh, you know, dreams trying to make our community a little bit better. We can. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, for some reason, putting a towel around my neck, never, never helped me fly off the couch.
2: I
3: still try though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still it's giving like, it a shot. <laughs> but this is, this is the way
0: we can, we can, uh, we can mimic superpowers. I should world.
3: show you the bruises I have from like throwing <laughs> myself at the wall, thinking someday I'll stick. That has not happened yet. Uh,
0: that, that's why all the tattoos, right? To cover yeah, up all the bruises. I, I think that just covers the up that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How long have you guys been friends?
0: Uh we met in, uh, 2015. Is it 2015? Has it uh-huh. been that long? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Man. Yep. Seven years. Well, it doesn't
3: seem that long. I, I mean, it really, and, and that's, that's like not saying, you know, it's, it's a bad thing. It just really genuinely doesn't seem that long. Like it, it's, a really important friendship in my life um yeah for sure you know dave uh dave was best man at my wedding to my amazing partner and wife rachel um you know and there's never a it's just one of those friendships at least for me that i'm always getting something out of um and i always hope that i'm able to give in like put into what i'm getting out of
0: that's because i give so much john i'm just a giver You're a
3: giver, <laughs> buddy. You're a giver.
0: <laughs> no of course it's a very it's a very mutual relationship it's all it has been it's been really good. i'm a taker um, is what dave's <laughs> trying to say <laughs> right now <laughs> right, and, uh,
3: exactly this interview
0: no we're just kidding um <laughs> yeah john was uh john was the owner and and head coach at uh at a gym that i started and we started having conversations there and um Just it led to hey, I don't know. Sometime at the during the workout, he's talking about probably made reference to Star Wars or Star Trek or a comic or something. And it was the name of the workout.
3: There were name I named some of the workouts. So I used to own a a, a CrossFit gym and uh and I owned and operated. And and Dave, like he said, came in and worked out there. And I had a penchant for naming workouts after like comic book characters and movie characters and situations, and that's what's Started the conversation yeah, started,
0: was like yeah that's awesome notice that we started having a conversation and then we started getting breakfast and the rest as they say is history it's like it's right it's yeah. like
2: a secret handshake sometimes you drop those references oh
0: for
3: sure
2: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah absolutely right yeah, yeah. It's, a little
3: yeah. wink and then on
2: One time i was gonna respond one yeah. time i was at the art institute of chicago and i was wearing uh I, I didn't realize it, but I was just wearing like one of my T-shirts. I had a Sinestro Corps shirt, you know. Yes. And I'm walking around one of the exhibits, and there's like one of the guards there, you know, he walks up and he's like, "I'm gonna have to ask you to leave." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna have to ask you to leave." And and like I was still like taken aback because I wasn't like I was like, "What did I do?" I'm just looking at the paintings. He pulls out this little uh, Green Lantern ring, like one of the promotional ones comics, like <laughs> years and years ago. Oh,
1: that's and that so was that awesome!
2: Yeah, we just like. Ended up chatting and we we're laughing about it, but yeah, it was just you know totally like random. wasn't even thinking about. it. But I guess like he's there, you know, working his shift probably. <laughs> like bored, so good though. That's so yeah.
0: good. It's uh, probably the one time in like the years and years he's worked there that he's had an opportunity to yeah. actually like pull out the, re- the yeah. ring. Right, and yeah, like, totally. I'm sure you made his day. That's yeah. right. Everybody else he's ever
3: said that to has like legitimately been a problem. Right, yeah. This was
2: like <laughs>
3: The first time he's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. So that's so cool. Yes, I'm a huge yeah. Green Lantern fan too. So I would have, I would have asked you to leave as well. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but yeah, I just like, you know, like I feel like that whole, you know, when you find people that are just like into, you know, especially yes. like comics and a like geekdom, it's just like, it's very much like that extra layer of like, you know, I feel like someone, you know, gets it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I've I've definitely stopped a, a guy uh, out in Southern California, actually, and was like, dude, I love your shirt. And it was a button up with like, I don't even remember the character on it, but it was just amazing. And I was going into the movie theater, I think, and he was coming out. and I was like, buddy, I love your shirt. So good. He's like, thanks, man.
2: <laughs> By the way, that Pancake House restaurant you reference is that in Naperville?
0: Oh, yeah. Pancake Cafe. Yes, Pancake Pancake it is in Pancake Naperville. Pancake Naperville. Cafe, wow. That's what yeah. It's
2: okay. Yeah. Wanted to check. Okay. Because I am somewhat local to the area. So, yeah. dude, come to Pancake Cafe. We buy <laughs> okay. We'll
3: buy you breakfast. Absolutely. We'll buy you breakfast. John will totally buy you breakfast.
2: <laughs> I will have to try their bacon. I feel like that's the prerequisite.
3: It's it really so is good. Though. It's so good. Yeah. All right.
2: Anyway. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about your roasts for a minute. So, you know you guys have a lot i wanted to isolate or start off talking about the batman related roasts so you have um the trinity dynamic duo harleen's delight am i missing any i think that's it
3: no i think that's i think those are the i think those are the three yeah yeah
2: so um what you know inspirations led to them i mean other than like you know it's batman is there like you know, stories or things you think about when you, like, come up with, like, the pairings and the roast,
3: or? Yeah, I think, um, well, Dave, you want to talk about the, the Trinity? Like, because I got bait, like, gonna... I wasn't ready for this question.
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I do. I'm always ready to talk about the Trinity. So, yeah. uh, actually, for the, for me, um, this one's a little bit, uh, has an extra layer. So, uh, so I'm a pastor in my, in my, when I'm not doing the podcast with John and, and, uh, and selling coffee, um, I'm a pastor at the, uh, Woodridge United nine Methodist church? And so, um, you know, Trinity has a little bit of a, little bit of a, a, an extra layer there for me, but, um, but I also love the, of course, just love the idea of uh, those three big characters of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, um, for DC and, it worked really, really well with that particular blend because it's, it's weird. I've, I've never seen anything like it where it's a, it's a single origin, but the bean is roasted three different ways. So it's, it's, it, it sounds like it's a blend rather than a single origin, but it's not, it's just, it's a single, it's a, the same bean roasted kind of light, medium and and dark. And so you put them together and makes a medium roast and it just, you know, we've got three different, blend or three different beans three three different sort of roasts there together in one like it just that's just a softball man that's just putting it up on the tee. like you've got to go trinity for a name yeah. for
3: that one. and it was you know i mean you think about trinity in terms of of comics you go in terms of geek culture one of two things is going to pop up into your head either right uh trinity from matrix Right. which doesn't really apply here. But for me, like it immediately just evo- like it was a no brainer when you looked at light, medium and dark, all three in, in one that it, it was the thing that made the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Boy Scout, the Amazon and, and the detective. And those three characters were so vital in shaping the ethos and, and the history of comic books. Right from 1938, to when we started seeing those characters come to life. And, uh, in, you know, no matter what anybody, which side of the fence you fall on, whether it's your, you like those characters or you don't like those characters, there is absolutely no denying that those characters play such a vital and, and continued important role in comic books and the lore and how it shapes and becomes what it is. Right. And it's really damn good coffee. Um, (laughs) You know, it really is like one of the most unique coffees that there is Um, dynamic duo is, is like the, probably the darkest roast that we have. And it was again, kind of a no brainer. It is a blend. So it's a two bean blend. And I mean, it, it just, it fit. You think about, two beans blended together, the darkest one you can find. It just was like, come on. Again, like to Dave's uh, use of the the softball terminology, it just seemed to kind of lob itself in there. I mean, even the the dark roast bag, if you look at the color pattern that exists within, and it's the same color pattern as what you see behind me, um, that color pattern is pulled directly from direct like the same shades and everything else to try and form like the dark roast bag because the dark night has I mean come on some of the most epic and iconic stories of all time right uh, you had not only did we get Dick Grayson as a Robin we had Jason Todd we all know what happened to him and that was probably one of the most historic wait 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 ever something
0: t- happened to Jason Todd
3: <laughs> oh yeah Oh, sorry, sorry, Dave, this is going to be heartbreaking, buddy. I know. Um, but I mean, one of the, one of the most epic moments in, in my comic book, like memory was when DC decided, all right, we're going to let fans pick what happens yeah. to this guy. And you got to call in and, you know, say yay or nay, he lives or he dies. And I, I called in, I don't know if anybody else called in, but I did. I dialed the little number. Um I'm not telling you how I voted. <laughs> I was
2: going to ask, did you murder Jason Todd?
3: <laughs> I refuse to answer that uh, under the ethos of do good. Um, but, you know, and so it, it's just this long history. So that one, that one kind of, you know, just made sense. Um, Harleen's delight is a, a little different. It's, <laughs> it's the only flavored coffee that we have, except for right now, we have uh, Merv pumpkin spice. Um, for the fall but it it's the only flavored one that we put on the menu and uh, it's actually super popular it sounds like crazy and um, the idea behind it was it was just such a crazy blend of flavors that yeah. worked so perfectly well together and just you knew it was going to become like a fan favorite that just screams out harley and i'm a huge harley quinn fan uh i know dave really enjoys harley quinn and and kind of her arc as a character going from and
0: just yeah being- there, i think there's two there, also let's be let's be honest you know neither john nor i are huge um flavored coffee people yeah. like it's not our first you know go-to move and so i think before if you you ask me about people that 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 drink flavored coffee mainly, I probably would have said they're a little crazy. So there again, you get that, you get that connection to, uh, to the character. Who's at least a little bit crazy. Yeah. But, but we're so glad for them. We're glad for them. Yeah. <laughs> Just like we're <laughs> glad for the character. We're glad for those people that really like that. And it is really good actually. But, uh,
3: it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I would have never imagined, uh, liking a flavored coffee, but in this one too. Yeah.
2: Big year for Harley too. It's her thirtieth anniversary, I think, this year.
3: It is, and and you know, they just got picked up for a fourth season of the Harley Quinn show on on HBO. That's a phenomenal show, Um, and her evolution as a character is probably one of the best, in my opinion, in in comics. You know, it's just
0: so great that she started as a you know as part of the animated series and then became. So iconic in the comics and now the movies, like you know, essentially the DC, whatever there is of DC universe movies are more or less centered around her. It's amazing. Yeah. That's
2: I mean, that's true, and that's you know, I, I really you know, I also do really like you know her um progression. I actually kind of I wasn't the biggest fan of the most recent James Tynan run on Batman, but I did really so... like what he did with Harley you know, and, and, and now how she's kind of included in the bat family where she's just, she's trying to make amends and it's, you know, there is that like sense of, you know, remorse and also this willingness to do good. And, you know, now that she's been, you know, free from the Joker for some time, that's just, you know, I I really like seeing that because, you know, we often, you know, for a while, I feel like even when she was away from the Joker, there was that period where we kept retelling that story. And now we're kind of at that point where we can you know, there's there's a whole new doorway open, and we can go explore wherever we want. She's got her own comic that was monthly, I think, last month, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: so yeah, a really great a redemption arc for her yeah. in some mm-hmm. level that I mean that's ongoing. You know, she hasn't she hasn't arrived, I don't think yet, but it's still still ongoing. So just a endlessly fascinating character. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Um. <clears throat> You know, one of the things I I have to ask, just, you know, because you are big coffee guys, um, what are your favorite ways to enjoy coffee? Like, do you have a particular brew method that you guys swear by? Just, and I ask because I, I mean, I I got to the point where I grind my own beans and everything, and I have um, an AeroPress as well as, you know, the standard, you know, coffee maker, but I have friends that I'm in a coffee club with, and they are like, they're slowly converting me. They are all out. You know, they got all their different processes when they send shipments. It's, you know, this works best with Chemex or whatever it is. They're doing. Mm, yeah, and,
3: yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: so. Dave. Well, this is disappointingly boring, but my main go-to is still just the, uh, the, the drip coffee maker. Cause my wife and I both drink basically between the two of us, a pot a day. And it's, you know, it's it's a time thing. Like I want that thing ready in the morning <laughs> when we get up. Like, um, so as 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 uncool as that may, I mean, I, I could hardly be less un or more uncool. I guess. Um, uh, I, I realize that's not a great hipster answer or, or good, but we did we have recently uh purchased a the what do you call it the pour over method. So we're given we're starting to experiment with that. But black, man, black. There is no stuff in the coffee. Come on now. Oh, nice. uh, yeah.
3: See, this is where this is where Dave and I stop getting along. Um, <laughs> also, where I'm, I'm a huge disappointment to my father and a, and a mystery to my wife. Um, so, first things first. You know, I love um, uh, making coffee a, a number of different ways. Um, for convenience factor, we utilize, uh, a, a coffee maker that, um, downstairs. So we have it first thing in the morning, so I don't kill anybody. Um, but my, my preferred ways I too, I like, I always, when I go on work trips, I take my own coffee. Um, I grind it before I leave and then, bag it up and I take either an AeroPress press or a travel pour over kit and I make my own coffee in the hotel rooms. I don't drink hotel coffee ever. It's terrible, <laughs> it's terrible. And there's something there. There's something greatly satisfying about making my own coffee. You know, um, I love utilizing a French press. I have an R2D2 French press that I've had for years that my wife got me as the first present she ever got me. And that's that's hands down my favorite way to make my coffee. A Chemex is great. My only problem with a Chemex is you know the coffee cools down relatively quick. I like my coffee hot. Like I want my coffee hot. Um <laughs> and yet you put all that stuff in it that makes And then I put stuff fun. in it. Yeah. So this is this is where I become like nobody's ever going to buy coffee for me again because of what I'm about to say. Um but i've already
0: ruined our our street cred so i know our street cred's
3: toast right we're like those guys aren't coffee people (laughs) um so i i do put creamer in my coffee it is a thing uh i use cinnamon vanilla creamer is like my favorite thing and then i put in uh what's called a coffee bomb from a company called ladybird provisions i've got their shirt on right now um They're out of Austin, Texas. They're owned by my friend, Nicole, and her business partner, uh, Sarah. Absolutely fantastic company. And they make these things called coffee bombs. And it's MCT oil and collagen protein with like chocolate and spice or vanilla or just plain. And you put it in your coffee. It adds like healthy fats and a little bit of flavor to it. And it's so good. And it's really good for like your brain. So... That's the like old, like coach and and fitness guy in me, um, looking for ways to wake my brain up better. But, uh, yeah, I get grief from everybody (laughs) that I know, uh, that drinks
0: their coffee black. They're like,
3: how can you put anything in it?
0: So it's so good as it is. Although I will say, uh, the, the ladybird, uh, provisions, coffee bombs are the only thing I've ever added to my coffee and actually enjoyed it. So uh, Yeah.
2: I will. I will have to try those. Yeah, that's. I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm always trying to like. You know, a black coffee. I feel like the hard thing too is like. You know getting into like grinding and doing, you know, different things with my coffee and making it differently and, you know, less, less easy as time goes on. That's more of a newer thing, but black coffee, I feel like as a young, at a young age, I was manipulated by Twin Peaks. So <laughs> I feel like that's where it came yeah, from. As
3: were we all my friends <laughs> um, and confused, manipulated <laughs> right. and confused yeah. by Twin yeah. Peaks. Let's just be honest, it was like I don't understand what I just watched, but everybody else says it's cool, so it's cool.
0: <laughs> right I think that's I think that's Westworld now, right? I have no idea what it's it's all about, but everybody says it's love that show though. Good. So good, it I looks still, amazing. I still uh, got
2: to get back into it.
3: Yeah, the last it, season was kind of was not as good as like the the first season, second season.
0: um I feel compelled to say at this moment that we enjoy giving John grief about putting stuff in his coffee, but honestly, like. However, you however you enjoy your yeah, coffee, totally. you do yeah. you, man. That's all good. It's yeah, all good. I I agree with that. Like, yeah. I
3: love go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna
2: say, I feel like this, the the Starbucks report that came out not too long ago pretty much tells us where America's coffee habits are and it's all flavored cold brew drinks or ice drinks. That's they, they I saw something where it was like it was a vast majority of what they sell was like well, those ice drinks. They are the big movers. It's in changers.
3: It's absolutely insane. I don't know. So every now and then like running from place to place and needing some coffee, like I'll, I'll, especially if I can see that my wife is a little stressed out, i will be like, Hey, do you need coffee? And she'd be like, sure. Be like, All right, cool. Stop at Starbucks. And she always gets like a tall Americano with four shots in it because she is desensitized to caffeine. (laughs) Um, and then I get like a, a tall, dark roast with a little bit of almond milk and a raw sugar. But yeah, Dave, you heard me right. Um,
0: <laughs> but as long as you're not asking me to drink it, it really, honestly, I don't
3: really care what you put in your drink. Just yeah. don't don't uh, ask me to drink that stuff. But yeah, like you being in a Starbucks, you see what people are leaving with. I don't know how many of them actually leave with coffee. Like just just to like two coffee. of them, two. Yeah. Two people. They're like. <laughs> It's Rachel and I. That's yeah. You right. with, like, <laughs> You're the only like, two. Yeah. Everybody else is like, I'd like a venti quad shot mocha frappuccino caramel macchiato Java chip thing. <laughs> like, so a milkshake? You want a milkshake? Got it. All right. Let me just make you a milkshake. Well,
0: part of the thing is everybody else there is 14, so that's what they like. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And people definitely like sugar in their coffee.
0: that is, And sugar in their everything. Like sugar is tasty. Sugar is addictive. There's a reason we're all addicted to sugar. Yeah, (laughs) It's really tasty. There's
3: a reason I can't go to the movies without getting like Skittles or peanut M&Ms.
2: I mean, I I do like sugar with my coffee, but I kind of like it separate. I like the idea of, you know, if it's like the middle of the day, having like my black coffee, but then like some peanut butter M&Ms on the side or something. Oh, that that sounds
0: like a great combo. (laughs) Yeah. This time of year, some banana or some uh, pumpkin bread. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Warm pumpkin bread, a little bit Dude. of
3: butter on it. Yeah. Like yeah. melting in there. Oh, man.
2: Sweet, yeah. savory, <laughs> bitter right? altogether. Yeah. No
0: butter for me, but yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> the above.
2: When, uh, What's your personal favorite pairing, you know, of book and coffee? Like if you had to read a comic and brew up a cup of coffee, what would you be doing right now?
0: Well, I, I feel like the, uh, the right answer would be dynamic duo considering <laughs> podcasts that we're on. <laughs> um, and I do really like that, but, uh, all right, I'll say this. Um, honestly, my favorite roast of our line is the Trinity. It just, it just hits the, it, it hits every note for me. Um, and, uh, I just wrote about this today. Actually, I would go with, I'm one of those weird people that I actually enjoyed the Tom King run on Batman. So I will, uh, I will pair, I will pair the Trinity with some, some Tom King Batman. How about that?
2: Sounds good to me. No, no disclaimers or anything, just straight up the whole thing.
0: Well, I mean, that's a lot of books. (laughs) (laughs) Eighty-five Plus all the, all the others. So, you know, I don't, I don't really have that. all right. Well, I just all right, I just finished the uh the Batman Catwoman uh Maxi series mm. thing. Um and uh it, I I'll admit I didn't love love it, but I thought it did enough of the right stuff to be good. So, how about that? How about And I really really enjoyed I really enjoyed the um the relationship that those two finally committed to. Right? We've seen in right, other yeah. Other iterations that oh yeah sure they're attracted to each other or maybe they even love each other but it was only Tom King that had the the the, the guts or the stupidity whatever you, whichever you know your mileage may vary I guess uh to have them actually commit to each other and see what that would do so I would I, I enjoyed that part of the story um so I'll take uh I'll take Batman Catwoman twelve with some Trinity how about that nice. That's a good combo.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, um, man. So I, I think for me out of, out of all of them, like I love the Trinity as well, but I'm also really a, a big dark roast guy. And for me, honestly, the dynamic duo is like my go-to. Um, it, it's, my favorite kind of bean it's like dark and oily and makes just a phenomenal cup of coffee and gives me the right amount of like bitter to go with my sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, as far as comics go, you know, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm going to pair it with like right now I've been really into department of truth mm really enjoying department of truth. Uh, I found it a little bit late, so I'm, I'm going through the trades, uh, to get caught up in it, but you know, for as, as lackluster is, is, and I hate to say it, but as lackluster as James Kenyon's, uh, run on Batman was right. He, he seems to do no wrong in everything else. I mean, his writing and something is killing the children and, you know, um,
0: that's what i thought you were gonna go with i would i would have guessed you would have said uh, something's killing the children
3: yeah uh, yeah my daughter turned me on to something is killing the children she's also now a uh she became a comic book nerd um without me being in the same house and we got to go to c2e2 together this year that was her first big convention so it was great we had a great time i uh, spent a lot of money um <laughs> That's what conventions but, are for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what conventions are for. So, uh, but yeah, I, you know, something is killing the children is, is phenomenal. Like absolutely amazing. Uh, but department of truth, if you haven't read it one, it's probably the most intellectually like heavy book I've read in terms of comics. Yeah. Right. Um, Just the, the, the idea that it tackles and the way that it weaves everything through and brings in real life things that we've had to deal with, like, you know, mass shootings in schools and flat earther and uh, Sasquatch and, you know, just on and on, on like the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It really is a, a fantastic and super interesting like book to me. Um, if we want to go traditional, Man, I've been slowly but surely putting together uh, the OG run of Ghost Rider. Nice. Yeah, and I love the original Ghost Rider, like from Marvel Spotlight on through the seventies. Like that's some pretty phenomenal, like amazing writing. If you go back and and read it, and that the artwork is, you know, classic nineteen seventies like Ghost Rider. It's epic.
2: I'll have to go back and check out Ghost Rider and Department of Truth. I do want to start. I know, like James Tynan's, like, I, I my favorite thing he's done, admittedly, is his detective comics run. Like, as much as I was kind of like, you know, middle of the road on his Batman, his detective comics run. I loved that. It was probably one of my favorite Batman runs in a long time. But um, I know, you know, I've read All of the Woods and I really enjoyed that. My wife loves that one too. And you know, and something like is killing the children. I started not too long ago. So I'm trying to make my way through that, but yeah, his, like his stuff outside of Batman is, you know, it's really, it's, I mean, it's really good, but it's also very deep. And, you know, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use, but just, it's a very, you know, emotive. And there's a lot of like mm-hmm. mining of like human interactions and everything. That's just, you know, you don't really hmm. see in a lot of comics
0: dealing with trauma like a lot of it is how how you deal with trauma and and uh i i think for me that's part of what gives especially uh something's killing the children children and uh house of slaughter gives it a lot of its depth that it's maybe a little more honest about about it's dealing with trauma than 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 a lot of books in the medium
3: yeah i i think um it, it, you know, what surprises me is that how much when we start, Dave and I were just talking about this. Uh, I feel like last week when we were like filling orders, um, how much stuff he's written. Oh, my gosh. Like when you yeah. when you start going through and you start looking like what his name is attached to. You're just like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy has to write an entire script a day in order to keep up with what he's doing. Um, right. It's like and, he's running out of time. Yeah. Right. And uh, but his stuff. Yeah. It's just it's really phenomenal. Um, you know, like everybody kind of says, like his his Batman run was oddly, like not as stellar as all of his other runs. Right. Everything else is just it's just been like give that guy everything. Give him yeah. every character to write. You know, I mean, I think there's some characters. I don't know. that. <laughs> He might, cause he's, he's pretty dark, you know, he's pretty yeah. dark and, and I don't know that he would pair well with Superman. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, it'd be a kind of an odd run on Superman.
2: It's, but. It's Shazam might be, uh, mortifying a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
3: that one could yeah. be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Shazam. Oh God, what just
2: happened? <laughs> Did that lightning bolt kill
3: a cat. Uh,
2: so, you know, as far as Batman goes, uh, you guys, what are your favorite Batman stories?
0: I did enjoy the, um, the, the court of owls storyline. That was Scott Snyder, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and pairing Batman or, or pitting rather pitting Batman against, uh, Talon. I uh, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And, and diving into this, I kind of diving into in some ways, literally the, like the underground world of, of, uh, of Gotham and, and how like, these strings are being pulled for all this time and and just like the way it played on Bruce's this this uh almost nursery rhyme thing that that had been given mm-hmm. to him and he, like, and he dismissed it and uh um I don't know I just I think it that that was kind of a, that was one that comes to mind um I mean I mentioned the the Tom King stuff so I that too of course but um and like really exploring what it would mean for Batman to be in a committed loving relationship that's been so absent from his life. I mean, I think that's part of why that's um, why that's been so compelling to me recent. And, and sorry, before I give you my answer, like they've
3: been recently in the Harley Quinn cartoon exploring like the depth of trauma of Bruce losing his parents and how he's just kind of always shoved it way, 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 way down. And he attempts to like, bring his parents back from the 10 with hilarious and not so hilarious results. But it, it's it's really interesting how they kind of to your point, right? Uh it's all triggered by rejection from Catwoman. Um and so, you know, the lack of like a depth of love in a relationship, those kinds of things. For me, it's uh it's classic. You know, I already mentioned it Death in the Family. Hmm. That and uh in the original, like Dark Knight Returned, right? Um Frank Miller's work on that was like earth shattering to me to see um an old yeah. Bruce Wayne and to see like how in order to deal with time and age and everything else and what's happening to the city, you know, one recruit yet another Robin and but two, take like the street gangs and turn them into literally like an extension of of the bat family. Um, and there's that epic moment where, you know he and he puts on the bat like the mechanical like motorized bat suit and takes on Superman. And, uh, you know, which they, they vainly tried to say somebody should put that into a film sometime <laughs> yeah, vainly, vainly tried to recreate that in a, uh, in Batman versus Superman on screen. But, you know, it, it's just like that storyline was so different than any Batman story I had read at the time as, you know, a, a younger version of me. And when you combine that with death in the family, which they weren't that far apart, Uh, really in terms of when they were released to see the brutality of joker beat a robin to death in the comics and then the ensuing like impact and even years later when you know we got introduced to jason todd as the red hood and he comes back and confronts you know bruce telling him hey you should have like protected me better you should have avenged me why is this guy still alive why would you allow that to happen i was your ward, and he killed me um you know that that storyline has had long lasting and and very real ripple effects throughout the dc universe um and so i those would be the two that i can go back to over and over and over again and you know just probably one of the things that really hooked it in my mind, Batman was a character, you know, I was going to follow forever.
0: I also really like, and this has probably shown up in a variety of mediums, but of versions of the story where Batman has plans for all the justice league, you know, he's got, he's got traps and plans to take care of the, just take down the justice league. Should they ever turn? Like, I always think those are fascinating and enjoyable. And, you know, it, it, it places Batman as, essentially the smart it or, or trying to put him as the smartest guy in the world. Um, I think Lex Luthor probably would argue with that, but, um, you know, like I just, that, that storyline where it takes that kind of classic comic thing where you pit hero against hero, but like, Oh, he's got, he's got, a, he's got a solution for the, somehow the, the, the one guy without any actual powers can handle himself against all of these super powered folks. That's yeah, always pretty cool to that point. I would have to say my,
3: my favorite more modern storyline involving Batman is the injustice storyline. Yeah. Um, while the artwork is, is like hit or miss, you know, in that storyline, the story of it is amazing. I, I mean, you've got the boy scout who has always stood as, you know, the pillar of good, the uncorruptible source of, of, good within the dc universe and you know bruce who's always been the brooding detective that everybody was kind of like he's got some pretty uh some pretty tough tactics there that not everybody's on board with and when push comes to shove superman's the one that caves completely Mm. right and and turns into the despot and and uh bruce is you know, desperately trying to fix everything. And um, it really goes to show with the amount of loss that he endures during that storyline when Dick is killed and, you know, Damien switches sides and, you know, then Superman breaks his back and Alfred has to rescue him. No matter what trauma is inflicted upon Bruce, his will... His resolve of will to always be good and stick to like kind of the moral high ground in terms of like, I won't kill, like we're not killing no matter what, we're not going to kill Clark. Who's killed at that point, millions of people, I think is a real testament to the uh, ideal that Batman truly does hold up.
2: It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking about that and I'm letting that sink in, but yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it because, you know, across like, I mean, all these different incarnations, you really, you know, you have that like, you know, idea that's in there, you know, and the only time they really tool it around when, if it's like a, like an Elseworlds, you know, Batman or something that doesn't really count, like if it's like Flashpoint Batman or, you know. Right. they renamed Owlman, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. um, you know, even I'm, I'm even thinking like that 90s, uh, it, like 90s, the vampire trilogy, I think even in there, like didn't Batman, mm-hmm. to, it's been a while since I read it, but I think he like sacrificed himself at some point or something because he knew he wouldn't be able to control it anymore. I'd have to reread that. I can't right, <laughs> say that for certain, but I remember that being in there. Where he's like, I'm going to lose control and totally lose it. So <laughs> I'm going to have to get rid of off myself, but, um, yeah, it's a good way. Scott, to I don't
0: know if this counts, but, uh, my, my, probably my favorite ongoing Batman related story would be in, uh, in the Nightwing run right now. Like totally. I am really enjoying that. And I feel like it's to me, part of what is, is so compelling about that story is just everything you've been saying, John, everything you just said about Batman, like, Dick Grayson embodies that as Nightwing too. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, you know, we've got all these all these potential heirs to the throne, if you will. But it's really it's 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 always Dick. It's Dick that that is the the embodiment and maybe even in some ways is a better is better at it than than Bruce. I think. Yeah, and there's I, a, just kind of a cool moment where Dick goes to talk to Superman, and Superman's like, "No, we all looked up to you." It's <laughs> like what are you talking about? Like it's pretty great. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh
2: sorry. no, you're no, you're good. I was just gonna say Tom Taylor's amazing, and it's only a matter of time yeah. before he ends up writing Batman. I feel like on the main title, but you know, Dick Grayson. Like I, you know, I actually really loved it when Batman was trapped in time for a little while there, and so Dick Grayson had the mantle as loved Batman. Yeah, you because know, you know what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I like. You know, I always I think I like Dick Grayson a little bit more just because it's like the, you know, I think even Selena relayed it to Dick in the Batman and Catwoman um book series that just that Tom King just wrapped up, where you know, at some point I brutally paraphrasing here, but she said to, you know, Dick that that he was Bruce's greatest achievement, you know, mm-hmm. to have all the skills and tools of Batman, and but he has this. Almost like undefeatable attitude that yeah. like, Batman doesn't have, where he can you know go out and inspire the best of everybody. So,
3: yeah. and he really does, right? That's that's like probably you know Dick Grayson's most underrated superpower is that he has that that undefeatable like attitude and ability to inspire the best out of everyone including bruce right bruce has made it clear time and time again that like there's something really special about dick that he sees and uh i agree by the way when batman's stuck in time and uh dick takes on the mantle for a while i thought he was just a phenomenal phenomenal batman it was so good such a good run
0: and way better than uh jim gordon in some sort of mechanical suit (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of Jim Gordon anymore without thinking of the Jim Gordon in the Harley <laughs> Quinn cartoon, right. yeah, because he's so <laughs> comical, yeah. like so bad and just that, that moping, like uh, it's, yeah, it's, he's so good.
2: I love that they got Christopher Maloney to do that too. That was I always I thought that was just awesome. This <laughs> is a perfect,
3: absolutely <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, yeah,
2: other than Batman. You know what's on your personal poll list these days?
0: Well, uh, we've mentioned a lot of them. Um, I'm I'm enjoying um, something's killing the children and uh, House of Slaughter. Uh, I just started reading Radiant Black, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm I'm trying to catch up because uh, one of my favorite radio personalities here uh, in the Chicago area, Lawrence Holmes, he wrote an upcoming issue. Uh, or helped write and helped create that. Uh, so I, I know he's his issue is number 18. So I'm trying to catch up so we can uh, pick that up and be ready for it. Um, that's really good. I uh, Thor, I always, I'm a huge Thor guy. Um, we have entire episodes about this, so I, I won't like bore you with all of it, but um, I adore, I think, I think the, I mean, it's ended up being a seven year run that Jason Aaron had throughout the Thor world and the way it, it culminated in the the War of Realms is. Probably my favorite comic of all time, like that whole that whole thing that he did there, I thought was really great. I'm not so enamored of the current run with with Donnie Coates, but uh, I'll always love that character. Um, I would have to say so.
3: I, I'm a big Moon Knight fan have been for a long time. The Lemire run on Moon Knight is probably some of the best comic book writing and, and Mm -hmm. art that has ever been done in my opinion. Um, But the current run of, of Moon Knight, I'm really enjoying. Uh, I'm really enjoying like the introduction of additional kind of fists of Khonshu and um, with like Hunter's moon and some of the other characters that have come around. I just, I really enjoy the insanity aspect of the character, you know, on a, on a different level than a lot of others. Like he's genuinely like, a, you know, has multiple personalities and they come out in different times. So I think that character is great. Um, we're big venom fans around this house. Which my wife's favorite character, hands down. And uh, I, you know, for me outside of outside of those, I would have to say, you know, something is killing children, like you said, um, Department of Truth, of course. And then uh, I you know what? I'll read Harley Quinn like all day, every day. Um, I think that one's fantastic. But I I do have to say I've become pretty enamored with Nice House on the lake off of DC's black label. So that one's really interesting and fascinating. I do enjoy, like I've really fallen in love with a lot of DC's black label stuff. Um, you know, the, whether it's the, the Batman white knight stuff um, that they did, the Harley book, the Adam strange um, six issue. I think it was six issue limited was so good. The so good. King
2: one, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, it was really good. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a lot. But I read a little bit every every night before
0: I go to bed, too. <laughs> yeah. Saga is another one. Like, it's on a little bit of yeah. a hiatus right now. But um, I came way late to that party. But uh, I caught up in a huge hurry. And, <laughs> gee, it's almost as if people have been saying for a decade that this is really, really good and you should read it. And it turns out they were right yeah
2: I, I i learned the hard way not to bring that one on an airplane when you're traveling oh you might you might flip to the wrong page yeah,
3: yeah. oh yeah, yeah. whoops yep yeah, that that, <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point i but will say is, eight i was going uh, say
2: it is a great book but, but yeah
3: it, yeah you could easily uh sitting next to somebody like i'm sorry <laughs> um eight billion genies as well i think that uh that's a, a pretty phenomenal book and i got to meet ryan brown at c2e2 and i asked him uh, kindly if they would extend it past the 8 issues that it's supposed to be run for and it sounds like you know they they have a pretty solid end point in mind at the end of the 8th issue but uh he he did kind of hint that maybe they would continue it on past that because of how well it received its spin and it really is it's it's great it's a great story
2: Gonna have to check that out because I feel like I just read something on um Graham Cracker's either their newsletter or something about it. And they like it was it was very positive. I'm like, all oh, right, I need to give this book a chance.
3: But I too got turned on to it by Graham Cracker. <laughs> Shout out to Kurt and Mike at Graham Cracker
0: <laughs> and Gary.
3: And Gary, yeah, Gary. Gary, uh if, I don't know which Graham crackers you go to. Um,
2: These days, and, the St. Charles one—that's the closest one to me. But I okay. have been to the Naperville one a lot, and yeah, I do. Yeah. I do know Mike, so yeah, I feel like he's a—he's a person you meet him once and you remember.
3: <laughs> yeah, hundred
2: percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
3: he's—he's he's good people too. Um yeah. and Gary, who works at Graham Cracker Comics, actually officiated my wedding. Oh wow! Yep. Nice. He even had a, uh, Dr. Strange spinny ring
2: (laughs) or when he did it, it was so (laughs) very great. It was great. Yeah. Um, other than that, do you guys have anything new in the works for coffee and capes you want to plug?
3: Well, I I mean, we've always, we're always working on something new, right? We're always looking at how, like the, the, things that we have and are we, Providing our, you know, our big thing is we want to provide a, a really good value for what people are paying for. Um, you know, the quality that we do in terms of the coffee, it needs to be really high, so that when people try it, they're like, "Wow, that's really good coffee," and not, "Oh, I could have got this for six ninety nine at my local grocery store." Um, the the comic book and you know, coffee offerings when we put together the super boxes, our goal is that like, and we, we put in every coffee and uh, comic super box. We put an inventory in there that shows you how much uh, the comics that are in there are worth and what the total of the comics are. And then what the total of the boxes with the coffee added in, um, because our goal is to always exceed the value of what somebody
0: spent. So, we're all super legit. boxes by the way that's that's yeah. what we call them super yeah box. the super box um yeah uh... is
3: the least creative name i came up with in a long time i feel like but you know we're good um <laughs> and then uh as far as as far as coffee you know the holidays are coming up so we're doing a, a limited edition roast like pretty much every month or every couple months um we did as guardian amber for thor for the release of love and thunder um people really liked that one it was a good summer coffee too because people mm-hmm. were cold brewing it and it's a real. it was really good for cold brew um that one just went away we've got merv pumpkin spice because it's fall and people love pumpkin spice coffee um
0: everything for the win- people love pumpkin, pumpkin spice everything yeah
3: pumpkin spice everything like i swear if you just put it in like a salt shaker and wrote pumpkin spice on it people just dump it in their mouth um <laughs> the, uh <laughs> probably not i don't know that seems excessive the uh but so for the holidays, we are going to have a couple like more holiday roasts um, that'll come up. That'll be limited. And we're looking at uh, being uh, starting to be at events. So trying to get to conventions um, and and really anything like farmers markets and bazaars and fairs and you name it. And, uh, and handing out, you know, coffee and giving people the ability to buy coffee in a comic, like, directly there. Um, so getting out into the public a little bit more. And we're always open to ideas. You know, we were approached by uh our friends over at the genre geeks podcast. Um we we do a little advertising with them and uh we may be doing a, a limited edition like genre geeks roast that'll come out. So we have um, we have the ability to do a, a just an endless number of really cool different roasts. And we've got our staples, but we want to do unique things that we can offer every now and then. And, and that idea, like as we did it with Thor and we're doing it with Merv, that idea really came from and is going to get to a point of where we're doing specific limited edition roasts that are fundraisers for like very specific like community organization so if somebody is and it, and it doesn't have to be a big organization right if somebody's like hey uh you know my kid's going through something and you know we're trying to raise money for a surgery uh, you know we'd be willing to do a, a limited edition roast to help that um we did a, a t-shirt t a t-shirt that was a fundraiser t-shirt we didn't sell a ton but enough that we were able to donate some money um and that's you know that's part of who we are so we'll keep doing those things and, and really with a focus on delivering quality to the customers and then you know also giving them something that they can feel good about consuming because there's a little bit of heart and soul to it
2: thank you guys and um I also want to say thanks for coming on and for our listeners, coffeeandcapes.com. dot I'll have a link below and check out the coffee and capes podcast. It's you can find it pretty much everywhere. <laughs> um,
0: All the places. Okay. Yeah.
2: And, you know, once again, it was a pleasure to have you both. It was a lot of fun, you know, and, and, you know, again, appreciate, you know, what you guys are doing. Because it's it's cool, it's unique, and I think it's right up a lot of like comic booky and coffee people's
0: alley. So.
3: Well, thanks, Scott. We yeah. we appreciate it. Like, thanks for having us on. This was great. This was this really so cool. much fun.
0: Yeah, yeah this, this was, much- was awesome.
3: We really appreciate you having <laughs> us on.
1: Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that uh, really cool and unique uh, interview that we that that Scott did. Um, as Scott mentioned, you can find more about. Uh, Coffee and Capes at their website, and there is the Coffee and Capes podcast that's available on Spotify and everywhere else that you can find podcasts. We will have links to those in the podcast description, so be sure to check those out. In addition to that, if you are interested in finding out all kinds of news and content and podcasts related to the Batman universe, including things related to movies, TV, merchandise, video games, comics, and everything else related to the Bat fandom, be sure to check out our website, thebatmanuniverse.net for all kinds of content um also be sure to check us out on social media we are on facebook youtube discord um instagram twitter you can find all of our social links over on our website thebatmaninverse.net at the top of the page if you are interested in supporting our podcast there is a bunch of different ways you can support us uh head over to the website and look at the bottom of the page for the support tbu section where we'll give you a list of all kinds of different ways that you can support tbu and uh a variety, like I said, a variety of different ways. Um, and in addition to that, if uh, you are interested in having a specific idea, uh, or a topic discussed on a future episode of the Batman Universe podcast be sure to let us know in the comment section or you can email us at tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net and we will consider those ideas for future episodes um, New York Comic Con was this past weekend next week we will be back with a news episode talking about that and we're also going to be talking about the uh, the first episode of Batwheels, which is uh, premiered on HBO Max so look forward to that and with all that being said thank you so much for listening to this episode of the tbu podcast for scott and myself we will see you guys next time